lovely people. Welcome to yet another week of our podcast. I'm Noreen. I am Amanda. And together we are Love Is It. Whether you is for you. of terms and we are seated here all dressed in black ready for what is it a rally a protest? A protest. a protest because of the things that have been going on i for one am speechless do not even know where to begin and i guess i thought that's a good space to begin with not knowing that's true that's true. There's so many things that have been like on the internet and everything. You don't know how to, well, I don't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. And so, in this context, we are talking about Black Lives Matter. Yes. We're talking of the experiences of people of color, not just in the US, but anywhere and everywhere in the world. We're also talking about specifically the case of George Floyd. Yes. And how we're all making sense of it and the movements that have uh, sparked as a result of that particular one incident. But we all know this isn't something that is isolated. This has been ongoing for years now, if not hundreds and hundreds of years. Since slavery. Right? Mm-hmm. It has always been going on that we are valued as less than and not seen as important. That's true. Yeah. So, there's been a couple of movements that have sparked, mostly with people standing up and saying enough is enough. And it has to do with the police brutality experienced by people of color. You know what? Let's take a step back now that I think about it. How do we even come to terms with the different terminology that's used in the language that's around all of these experiences? Because being in the work that I do, we tend to dance around the ideas and concepts of race. We tend to say we see beyond your skin color or quote-unquote we don't see color we're here to hold space for you we're here to help you process but in reality race plays a very big role in that conversation and it would be well one unethical but also missing a big part of one's identity by not addressing that part of it and so what i'm saying how do we define race and also, what language are we using when we're talking about all of this? Do we say it's black people, or is it people of color, it is diverse people, or is it minority groups? What languaging are we using? I feel like in this specific incident, in this specific time, we have to talk about black people. We have to say black. But also, you're the same person that is forever struggling with the fact that anytime they say black lives matter, the next thing is brown lives matter. But because every time we say black lives matter, it always feels like what 
they other people receive it as they're being excluded from the movement. Mm. But this is the agenda that we're on. We need to focus on that, that a black man was killed on camera. Yeah. Right? And black men have been getting killed all along. It's just that this time... And women. Yeah, and women too. And it's just that this time it was caught on camera. That's why it sparked this... This. So in the words of uh, Will Smith, it's not that this is new. It's just the fact that we're now recording it more. Yeah. And there's more evidence. It's no longer we're relying on the dash cam from a police officer, which never gets released, but rather it was people, mm-hmm. normal citizens that recorded so they could post and it went as far as it went and got as much recognition as it did because it wasn't being... Well, policed, as bad as that sound to use, as much as it used to. That's true. Like, who polices the police, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, in the States specifically, police always feel like they're above the law to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. That also is above police. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so never mind. I take it back. Not only in the States, African police too. So (laughs) let's not forget. (laughs) Let's do forget. But I didn't, I didn't watch the video because I felt like I knew how it ended. Mm. I still haven't watched it. I've seen the stills, but I've not watched it because I'm like, this is trauma porn. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is the thing that people needed. Well, I feel like most black people knew how it ended before they even opened it. I feel like this was needed for other people that are not black to see how the black experience is and what black men specifically for that video mm-hmm. go through. Mm. But I personally knew how it was going to end. So I didn't even bother watching it. So I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know at this point, the reason why he was in police custody in the first place. But the bigger question is, like you said, who polices the police, but also where are your human rights even if you are accused of a crime? Are we not innocent until proven guilty? Well, that's what they keep preaching, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, it's like your your skin color, because you're black, you're already guilty. Mm. You know, it's like whatever crime you're charged with because you're black, you're guilty before... We have known and we have seen and heard of a lot of black men who have been in prison for years for things they didn't commit, for crimes they didn't commit, just because a white person accused them of a crime. I know, (laughs) (laughs) I know. And there was a guy on America's Got Talent that I watched last week. He was in prison for thirty-five years because a white woman accused him of raping him, and only to find out that it wasn't him. He was he was at his house, and there was no fingerprints or anything, and. I'm guessing DNA wasn't widely used at that point. At that point, but when yeah. he, when they finally were able to use it, they realized it wasn't even him. It wasn't even there. Or even... I don't think we had this conversation, and I had to, like, skip through the... Oh, my God. The fall from uh, that... The New York, was it? Oh, sure. When Oprah and Eva DuBray co-produced... Oh, uh, When They See Us? Yeah, but what was what were they actually called in media before that? Oh, I forgot. Whatever, whatever for. 
Oh, is it Central Park? Central Park, Central Park Four. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. And when you say that, I'm reminded of that whole idea of here's four people that were, yes, they were the pack. However, did not do anything. In fact, by finding this person, get accused, and they just like go along with it, and they are sentenced to like years and years in prison. Yet they didn't do anything. Yeah, and. The history is clearly not great. The history isn't great. And right now we're talking the context in the US that we do not live in. So we bring it home then. I think there's this idea that Canada is not racist. Because mm-hmm. Canada has a lot of immigrants. But, but also, is there one of these um, first world countries, and I use that with like air quotes, um, that doesn't have immigrants or isn't built by immigrants. But isn't that, isn't the immigrants bringing immigrants a way to perpetuate modern slavery? In the in the sense that most immigrants that come in are not, whether you're a doctor or you whatever you're doing in your country, your credentials don't matter here. So you're becoming the less than. Now you're less than what you were. Okay. So it's like, it's like we bring those people here uh-huh. To do the jobs that the people that are already here don't want to do. Oh, it's not that. They, that's the intention that you bring them with. Yeah. You sell them the idea that you're bringing them for something else, but in reality, you're not. That that's how I feel. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel about it. Um, but do not worry. Some of your ancestors just like. <laughs> Decided to bend the whole boat to make it a slave. So, why not? Why not? But I. This is the part where Black Lives Matter or anything that was happening in the States because I find it super exhausting to have conversations with uneducated people and people that are not aware of how racist Canada is and the experiences of people of oh, I hate it or it's the people that do not have the intellectual capability to hold that kind of a conversation that's what I meant okay because <laughs> no I'm not meaning I'm not I don't mean it in the broad space of he's not an he's not uneducated about my experiences or the other black people's experiences mm-hmm. in Canada so he's like oh you should you should be happy you live in Canada and I'm like do you do you know the mm. things I go through as a black woman in Canada okay do you know the things that I have to worry about that you don't have to worry about and you're gonna tell me not to worry mm-hmm I, I was very offended by that, but I also didn't say anything because I was like, this is, I don't want to have this conversation. And it goes back to, do we as black people educate the people around us of our experiences or is it their job to go out there and educate themselves? I think our responsibility is to use our voices to tell our stories because if we don't, someone else is going to tell our stories on our behalf. That's true. Uh, we can. We do not have a responsibility to educate anyone else. What we have a responsibility to is to share what our experiences are. The other people, that's not within our control. We can only do what's within our control. 
which is just sharing of our stories and our experiences. The unfortunate thing is whatever voice we've been using and continue to use doesn't seem to be loud enough. That is that is really and true. And when we the more we whisper, the more we're ahead. The more we to some extent perform for the master. Performance. We we perform all the time. Right? The more we perform for the quote unquote master, we're likely to be tolerated. But I think what's missing is that authentic sense of actually understanding each other. No, but you know, the thing is, I think for me I have it's very difficult to say I'm going to stand up for my blackness and be like this is what I deserve when there is a part of me that was to an extent taught to stay under the radar, to not ruffle any feathers, that I should be grateful to be in this country because my where I come from I wouldn't have the same opportunities as I have here. Do you get what I mean? But also why don't I have those same opportunities? If we're really going to go back into history, didn't someone come and take our resources, bring them back here? Just like Trevor Noah said, we came to get them back. Like we're here on a mission. Okay? <laughs> no, but I, I feel like there's um there's a generation of people that feel like I even had this conversation this morning with mm-hmm. the, they got complacent on because we're here, we we get money, we get paid. This is good enough, mm. you know. So thinking about that and having to say telling those same people, I'm gonna go stand up for my rights, and I'm going because. I pay taxes. I do everything mm-hmm. the next Canadian person does. So I deserve better. It's, it becomes a a point where we're like at a standstill because they're like, if something happens to you out there, that's on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, but I also need your support. I also need you to somewhat see where I'm coming from. Yeah. Because as much as you want to tell me that Zimbabwe is my country, when I'm in Zimbabwe, is it home for me? Do I feel like this is home? Yeah. Aren't we citizens of the world? That is citizens of the world. We are citizens of the world, but at the same time, if you really... It's like, I always say that when I go home, I don't feel 100% at home. Mm-hmm. And when I'm here, I don't feel 100% at home. It's like, yeah, I'm a citizen of the world, but where, really, where do I really belong? Well, that- I think even that idea of being a citizen of the world highlights the fact that we're not attached to how countries have been defined one and the boundaries that are in place of defining where you begin and where you end. And I think this is the... And that's why I wanted to start off by defining the language aspect of things because when you say Black Lives Matter, you get people saying no... Brown lives matter too. When you say people of color, and then now it's like you are including all these people, but I also don't feel like that is actually an authentic experience. Well, people of color have different experiences, and I hate it when you cannot specify what color exactly you're talking about. But even black and white also shades. Thank you to my for that one. 
I'm like, whenever, like right now, the movement of Black Lives Matter in Canada, I wanna, I wanna make sure I'm, I'm maintaining respectability politics when I say this. It has been somewhat shifted mm-hmm. to Indigenous Lives Matter, to equality for all, mm-hmm. and at this particular time. We're all responding based on one incident. We're all responding based on one incident. And I feel like including everybody, I'm not saying that it is, I just feel like it's not the time to talk about anybody else because Mm. the black experience, especially in Canada, is not often highlighted. Well, there is Indigenous Day. Well, it's Indigenous Month this month, which makes things a little bit Yes, harder because the whole also month. World Refugee Day is also this month. <laughs> so, and I'm saying that just to highlight the fact that for whatever reason, whether it's so much easier for mainstream or it makes sense to just be like, oh, just group those people together. Like, whatever, the experiences are the same. But those experiences are not the same. That is very true. And part of it is, I think, like, people tend to have more respect for other movements and hold space for them than the black lives matter movement tends to have the space that is true because it isn't was on my instagram there's actually a picture of like a black lives matter move thing rally that we went to and it's like that was probably the one time that was actually yeah because i remember going to that one and we all had dinner after i remember that because i also think there wasn't because when they saw a lot of people in Canada, when they saw the George Floyd murder, they linked it to indigenous lives that were taken. So are we talking about the missing women? They say that a lot of indigenous men have been killed in the hands of the indigenous police. And also the murdered indigenous women. Because yesterday was the one year after the report was released and nothing was done in that agenda. So a lot of the people that are planning these things, um, they are linking well everything together. Right? They have the right intentions. Right. However, when it comes to the execution part of things, it tends to be when you have a, a melting pot, <laughs> right? Everything tends to like melt together, which is problematic in itself, because then I want to see my kera. I want to see which one is my mozzarella. I want to see which one is my kera. You want to see yourself represented. I need to see all of these differences. Mm. Even though there's value in having everyone together, it there's there's power in the numbers, but also what is it that we're, what's the agenda? What is our main focus? Which tends to get like derailed very quickly. I feel I feel like with including everybody, it ends up not being about black lives because everybody else is like, I want to tell my story too. I want to tell my experience, and it's like right now at this point in time, it's not about you. Well, <laughs> I saw this uh, post that said. Imagine this. You're, it's not the greatest example. Let's say a child dies and the mom is at the funeral and is sharing about how special their child is. 
and then you jump in and say oh kids mer <laughs> my child mer because that's exactly what right? ends up happening right it's like why do you always have to be involved it, it's not always about you and <laughs> just hold the space for someone else if no. someone else is staying their child no. is so special it's like all children are the same all children <laughs> my child needs to be highlighted although she's not dead she's although still she's listening which in itself sounds very ridiculous when we think about it in the long term that is true but that's what happens very quickly and unfortunately the people that tend to have the most voice or tend to engage is the people that are also well they're diverse in themselves right whether they are mixed because they have some level of privilege that comes with that right versus someone that's purely black and in it, that in itself needs to be defined what we mean by that because even when we think black sometimes i feel like we struggle to identify ourselves as black people will go with african canadian people will go with uh, caribbean canadian before mm. they say they are black canadian whereas African American. But is it in the black America? Is it when you say because they... that tends to have like that ghetto <laughs> connotation of like if you're black American, you must be Asian, eh? <laughs> no, but is it because the countries that we're in have not accepted us fully? They still remind you of your Africanness, whether you've been in Africa to Africa or not. So when you say I'm African Canadian, it's like because I know. Oh. No, wait. Where are you from? <laughs> like, no, no, seriously. Where are you from? I'm never from nowhere. I'm all... like, you cannot say you're from Edmonton. So where are you from? <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's funny. When I got to Zimbabwe, everybody was asking me where I was from. And I'm like, I'm from here. And everybody's like, no, we're oh. not from here. So I'm like, we all need to, we all need to figure out where I belong. Because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. But I think because in Canada, I, I find it hard to just say, I usually now I usually say I'm from Zimbabwe because I don't want to have this conversation with you. But also it's like it's easy to say I'm African Canadian because you're never going to accept that I am from here. But I can't take away my blackness. Right. My blackness is unfortunately the thing that when I walk into the room you're going to see that I'm black and then I'm female, which I think maybe that's another nuance to this conversation. The fact that the the race movement also has to be contrasted to the gender movement where okay the race movement has always been gendered though if you really think about it it has but it has also always been gendered against women black women yeah cuz when sandra blood sandra blood blunt died in police custody mm-hmm. There was an uproar, but it wasn't this it wasn't much. This I mean, <laughs> we all know the story of uh, the Skittles. Or Skittles. Skittles? Trevor. Trevor Martin. Trevor Martin, yeah. We know the story. Yeah. But we will not, like... I don't like it when you reference it as girls. Like, Skittles? <laughs> like, no, don't I'm do that. I'm saying, I remember that because that was the thing. Like, no, I was, where he... Okay, yeah. I get it because George Zimmerman was signing the pay. Never. Yeah. yeah okay, go why. on. Sorry. Right, so... We will know and hear about the suffering of a black man, but the suffer the suffrage of a black woman is not as much highlighted. Yeah, I also think this this time this one was different because we saw it. 
there wasn't any speculation. But there also, wasn't any. Um, it's not the first time that we've actually seen it. When did we, well, I've never. I don't watch. Someone's cousin that keeps posting about oh, his cousin. Oh, too easy, yeah. But <sighs> Jesus, that is. I don't know. I I can't speak on that that one much because I don't know anything about it other than the posts that he keeps posting. Because mm-hmm. it's not that there isn't evidence for it. There is evidence for it. It's just that we. It's just that the people don't have the evidence. The police had the evidence on that, I believe, because he was in police custody. Mm-hmm. So they can do whatever they they want with the evidence. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, was like right in front of us i don't like i don't watch i've never watched like 12 years this lives anything that capitalizes on my pain as a black person i refuse to watch that like i no i've the only thing that i might have watched was django unchained but i didn't really watch it all the way because i was still like no i would rather go watch a madea movie and you all know how i feel about tyler perry before i watch anything about slaves (laughs) So no, no, no. But you know what? What I was thinking. My my brother was born and raised here, and as much as we want to call him Zimbabwean, he's not. But the unfortunate thing is, his skin color is still black. He's he's still he's. And I say I use the words unfortunate not to say that I'm not proudly black, but that will always be the casting that he gets looped from. Like, that's why I said, I can't walk into a room and not be a black woman. Right, yeah. Like, that that just follows me. Yeah. Right? I can't all of a sudden just be the work that I do. I'll always be black and I'll always be a female. Yeah. Because all of these things get played because then I'm policed in how I conduct myself based on that. Yeah. Right? Because this whole thing comes down to... Had he not been doing what he was doing, then he would have been fine. But that's besides the point. Yeah. The point is we all need to be treated with respect and we're all human. We all deserve to live yeah. and to continue to be killed. Not only unintentionally, but also some of these things, where do we grow the line from it being unintentional and it being something that he actually wanted to do? because yeah. there's a lot of stories that are coming out that he they'd known each other for 19 years and all these things so it's like there's there's more to the story but the bottom line is you killed a man on camera and you should be held okay. accountable for that yeah. right and now it makes people with black boys around the world to wonder can i let my son go out there on his own uh-huh. and is it safe yeah and we continue to Yet here's another struggle, a pain that we have, not only as a race, but as parents. Now you have to come back and teach your kids about put up your hands and state very clearly that you don't have any weapons and we're needing to have these kind of conversations because, one, safety isn't just physical. That's true. It's psychological. Mm. And each time I perceive that I'm not psychologically safe i'm less likely to want to participate how do we expect to have fully healthy happy participating individuals if we're not really going to 
allow people to feel psychologically safe. That's true. Because I have a friend who was telling me that a week ago she was driving around with her family and her son. Her son was driving because she's teaching her son to drive. Mm-hmm. And there were white kids in front. They were at a stop, stop sign. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of like 14, 15 year olds in a car. Mm-hmm. The police let well, them go. There was someone that was older. Yeah, but it was um. Teens. Yeah, it was teens. It was teens. Like the the age is irrelevant. But there were a lot of them in the car. Mm-hmm. The police let them go. Mm-hmm. Then they stopped my friend and his son. His forty. His son is fourteen. Um, he just got his learner's permit. So he. And the policeman told her that there were people complaining about your presence. And this is where she lives. She lives in Spruce Grove. The people are complaining about you driving around the neighborhood like she don't live there. Your presence. Your presence there. And I'm like, this is an adult and a child in a yeah. car. Mm-hmm. And you have... So clearly, at the end of the day, you could make sense of why they're there. Yeah. And... The police are not for just one person. No. The police don't belong to one race. And that's why representation is important, not only in the police force, but also beyond just having a token black person to say we've met the quota. A diversity hire? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be one of those. When I, <laughs> I need a job, though, so you know what? <laughs> I'm about to like actually be one of those. <laughs> and I think here's what I would say. We laugh, we joke, because that's our way of dealing with our our emotions mm-hmm. and we're masking the amount of anger that we have mm-hmm. from the situation that continues to happen. It's 2020. We've had a black president in, um, in the United States of America. <laughs> Yet that doesn't seem to like normalize the fact that black people are here and we're not just second-class citizens but we're really here and we are fully participating and we can do every single thing that a caucasian a muzungu whatever you want to call them a karen can do and we deserve to freely walk around the street without having to feel like we're in danger at any point yet it is still justified because unfortunately and this is my um my own personal view of things is the way I see this ending isn't really going to be any different than what we've seen. I hope not. We've gone from the last time I checked, first he was charged with third degree. How do you charge someone with third degree when someone is the one that's physically holding you down? And then now it's been changed to second degree. Okay, why are we like dancing around the idea that this is first agreement? Like you did it. <laughs> There's evidence, we saw mm-hmm. it. Like I get that you mean you need men's wear, which is the intent to do it, uh, the thought of it, and then you also need actress rare, which is the act of doing it. So we have the act we of doing it. We have doing. the act. We have the act, but we don't have so they could like take this and say the intention wasn't there and we'll be back to square one. But like we said, it's not just about us going to this protest and standing up and saying our lives matter 
for it to just be an isolated incident. Rather, it needs to be something that puts systematic changes in place where it's not just kudos. And I really wanted to highlight Trudeau on the fact that he's forever wanting to like include different people as part of his cabinet and all that kind of stuff and make things inclusive. However, we still live in Alberta, which is a redneck country. <laughs> And that in itself... Uh, that is a whole other conversation for another like time. limits <laughs> everything else. He may be forward, but why are we needing to be forward thinking over something, the fact that when you cut me up, I still have red blood that you have. I still have the same organs or located at the same place that you do. Why does the fact that I just have extra pigmentation, extra melanin become an issue? Why is that even a conversation that we're still having? I don't know. All I know is that the UCP government cut anti-racism funding last year, $1 million to stop the campaigns of, the funding of campaigns of anti... So all I'm saying is... And also we're not allowed to shout Black Lives Matter. (laughs) We're allowed to say justice for all, equality for all, or stop killing us, or anything else but the fact that Black Lives Matter. So why, why is that? I have no idea. As much it has been banned because that's why you even said the movement has had to be redirected. See, all these things, as much as I as I'm all for the protests and I'm going, make me reevaluate if it's even going to matter that I am at the protest because it's like now you are changing it from Black Lives Matter to something else. So, does that mean I still matter? Does that mean Black Lives still matter in this movement? And is it something that's going to be highlighted in the movement? You are melting pot. I'm not melting <laughs> anywhere. Apparently, we're all just going to the same because, because at the they end of the day, stand to have uh, five more boxes. Okay. No, because at the end of the day, I I've said this before. I said what happens in the states pretty much influences Canada, but in particular. This freaking province <laughs> yeah. is pretty much influenced by everything that that Donald Trump does. It travels over to us over here, mm-hmm. and it worries me. And as a black woman, because I've had my own experiences where I'm like, "Where is it because I'm black, or is it just because?" You're saying because you're saying right, but oh, and we can't take away. Sometimes it is because you're black. Yes, yeah, so I'm like. If I'm not saying I want to change every racist person in this country, because that's a, that's a difficult that, thing to do. Again, we begin by saying that's not my responsibility. Right? I think it is about changing the systems in which we exist in mm-hmm. um, and giving everybody an opportunity to participate fully. Mm-hmm. And whether it is at the hospital, whether you are having to talk to the police, for them to actually listen to you before, give you the courtesy of telling you what is happening before they're just shoving you down and doing whatever. So I think I'm not about trying to change anybody. I'm not about trying to educate anybody about what racism is. I don't feel like that is my ministry or that is my calling because I will be violent. (laughs) No, but it gets exhausting trying to tell people why the things that are happening are happening. Because there's people that are like, I don't understand why Black Lives... Why are we doing Black Lives Matter? I'm like, why not? 
with mm-hmm. everything that's going on, why not? Mm-hmm. Why is it an issue? Why is that a takeaway from you that, oh, you don't feel included? Why do you always need to be included? You don't. But I also think part of this whole movement that needs to be in place is let's stop asking for the state of the table. Let's build our own table. Just don't be Tyler Perry and sit by yourself. <laughs> don't direct. Don't, don't, don't produce direct on and act and just be, be the whole movie by yourself. I actually was laughing at someone who did that yesterday, but it was a cute message to his wife. Okay. Shout out to him and his wife. Well, all I'm, all I'm saying is that I feel like that is true. As black people, we need to start building ourselves up because I don't think these systems were built for us. No. And how do we expect that we can sit at that table when really you're being invited to the table for a picture of yeah yeah for optics you're not really there for your experience or your voice or to be actually heard and by head I mean not just hear the words that I'm saying yeah right? take I it mean, into full consideration exactly and I want you to think about the fact that when you say oh this is how it's going to be. Remember that someone else may not experience it the way that you do. That's true. Right? Fine. We all apply for jobs online. But just by applying for a job online, my last name already puts me out. That is true. It doesn't matter what else is on my resume. And that is not just based on the algorithm that's there, but it's also based on someone else not taking the extra time to actually say, do we even need an algorithm anymore? That's true. One, true. but also we need the people that are building the algorithm to be black too. That's true. Not just the people that are looking for the people that look like them have the same big experiences as them. You know what's funny? What? The beginning of this year, I said I'm gonna start acting like a white woman. Mm. Did that help? Um, in a lot of spaces, yes. And what what is acting like a white woman? Doing the bare minimum. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. oh no so not black excellence no because okay i I go to class with a lot of um caucasians and i find that they ca- they're doing a presentation they come unprepared and i'm over here trying to be black excellence mm. and i said i'm gonna copy what they're doing and just <laughs> and you know and i understand that as a black person i always need to extra to work extra hard but they said in space no 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 no, no. We cannot let that statement go without cutting. Ah, uh, pop, pop, pop. Okay, it has to be pop, pop, pop. Cutting. It has to be. You oh, please cut pop, pop, pop. I'm here for you. You gotta love his monologues. Okay, you have to work twice as hard as them to get half the recognition that they have. Okay, you cannot have the White House. It's white. <laughs> So what I'm saying, guys, I say that to say this. I feel like as much as we want to work hard, let's work hard and infiltrate those white spaces. But also, can we just create our own spaces where we are the ones that are defining their spaces? Because here's what I'm going to say. Out of this whole thing, there has come out some positives. So whether it is people supporting black businesses it's people wanting to create black schools people wanting to create black banks those are the things that we want that's true right not only because of everything else that has happened 
and I did say that like next year February I'm gonna hold myself to this is I wanna spend the whole month only supporting black businesses. So we're gonna have to wait next till next year. No, no, as in oh, like, Black wanna, History Month. Yeah, I wanna spend okay. the whole. I'm not spending my dollar anywhere else unless it's a black business. That is true. That is okay. True. So I'm sorry, Michael. I feel like that could be that that can be a challenge for for most of us that we can take on and see how that goes and with that experience we can navigate what needs to what are the gaps that are missing mm-hmm. in, in the black community and what needs to happen black, okay uh my no lesson needs to be okay mm-hmm. i know that much that, that one needs to Change, so I'm out here looking for a black person that does nails. I'm out for that. I'm also out looking for some clothing designs that are black. or There's black brands like online that have been highlighted, but right. they're mostly in the States. Right, so. we need those more here and grocery stores, right? I know where I can buy my... Uh, my plantain chips, <laughs> your I nuts. My na- I know where I can get my oxtail. I know where I can get those things, but I also want to be able to buy my cilantro from a black person. <laughs> I feel like we we that's that's the thing that has to come out of the movement. This movement. This is why when it gets infiltrated by all these other races, it makes it a little bit difficult for us to sit down and actually navigate what we need to do as a people. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the challenge for all of us to create more safe black spaces, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, spiritually safe black spaces that we can all come to, whether it is building grocery stores. I want um, a gas station that is black. You know, there's a few Tim Hortons that are owned by black people. The unfortunate thing is they come to black places. Oh, that's fine. We can, that's fine. We can drive to them. Just like... <laughs> Just like a hint at the fact that you own the teammates. I'm not asking for a discount. All I'm asking for yeah. is like... Yeah, and that's the thing also. If people are starting their black businesses, don't go asking for discounts. The same way you wouldn't go asking for a discount at a white restaurant, don't do that to black people because they're still trying to make money. Mm. I feel like that's a thing. And it doesn't matter what it is. Just support. And it's not supporting always by money. Sometimes it's supported by reposting someone else. Right. Or taking the time. I may not watch everybody's live, but I try to remember that, oh, this person goes live on this day. Yeah. And if I have a minute, I'll check it out. Yeah. Or if I get an opportunity, I'll attend your event or whatever it is. I will support that way. And I will say it and shout them out and say, hey, this person and I'm not needing to be sponsored by them. But I'm saying there's this, right? Yeah. I am going to shout out different. Oh, see, I do use like black businesses too. Like I get my facials at a black owned business. <laughs> Just say. Oh, I recently realized there's a black person that can be doing my waxing. So I'm about to get on that. <laughs> I think I think that's what that's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. That as much as we exist in a in this large space where it's mostly run by white people, mm-hmm. we have to create our own lane and our own space that us as black people we can go and whether it's consume different things. We need to circulate things. our money nine mm-hmm. times before we take it out of our community. And that's where we've got the money. That's where we've got the power. Because where you put your money is who you give power to. That is true. Right? 
funny story is that whole idea of why is uh, Michael Cole's angry at the fact that when people buy his bags, they put wigs in them. By that point, I've given you my money. What I do with the bag is my business. Okay? So, Michael, step aside. <laughs> right? I've given yous. Now, I Did Michael Cole post a statement about Black Lives Matter? Just ask him for a friend. No. No. Okay. But they say they're open. <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. I'm just saying it out there, right? The whole point is when we circulate our money, we get to have a say about what happens yeah. with it yeah. and where it goes. Because then we're supporting our black education, we're supporting our own health system, but also we're supporting people that we know have the best interest at heart for us. And this is not to say that there's white people that don't have the best intentions out there. They do. And we don't hate white people. That's not it. No, never that. But right? That's I almost point. said I have white friends, but that's, <laughs> that's just racist. You, you just have white friends. <laughs> I have five white friends, so that makes me much better. Here's the thing. I think we started out this conversation not only in not the greatest light, but we may not have added any new information from the conversations that are already in place. But we're also not going to let it not be something that we address. That is true. But also, with everything that's going on, I think it's important to take a time out. Because I was finding that I... I'm I get I'm getting a little bit emotional being online and looking at everything that's happening and just every other post is what's happening whether it's in the states whether it's in different parts whether it's people protesting or it's other crimes that have happened to us black people and it's it becomes emotionally taxing and emotionally exhausting so take a time out take a bit deep breath meditate relax decompress engage um, in some self-care right and it's okay not to engage in the trauma porn it's not for everyone and if you feel like you know enough one it's your experience right. it doesn't have to be similar or resonate with anyone else's experience live in your truth and your truth is enough yeah and if you would like to talk I know a therapist. <laughs> just, just maybe two, maybe mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Um, send us a message. We can direct you to the right people to talk to. Right spaces. The right spaces for it. Um, and let's continue not only to support black businesses, not just today because of this, but always because not only do they have an understanding of what our needs are. They are us. That is true. That is true. Right? It's my mom. It's your mom. It's your parents. It's my siblings. It's all of us. We're all in this together. And we ourselves are the only people that can get ourselves out of this space where we're constantly asking for approval or needing to be accepted. That is true. Even when we start, we're going matching today, but... Let's continue marching on even when we're not marching in the streets. Micro? Yes. <laughs>